Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hey everyone, and welcome again to Get Celebritized, where I bring you the most amazing guests who help you earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more. And my premise is to truly help give hope to those mompreneurs out there that are thinking, how do I get it all done? I've mom comes first my kids come first as they should but i've got this company i've got this idea I've got this business how do i juggle it all can i be successful could i even possibly dream of six seven and eight figures as a company if i'm a mom well i've got news for you the guest i'm bringing on right now has done just that and so much more and none other than alexa d'agostino has created multiple six seven and yes eight figure businesses five successful exits ever thought about an exit strategy just wait and she has helped drum roll listen up she has helped over 300 clients over 300 clients generate over five billion with a B in sales. Without any further ado, let me bring on my dear friend, and I'm a client of hers now too, because who wouldn't be with the accolade she has and the strategy she's gonna bring us right now. Alexa, welcome to the stage. Hello, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Oh my gosh, Alexa, when I heard you speak on a stage just a few weeks ago, you knocked my socks off and I have known you for several months. You know, you know, people in passing, it's like, yeah, we need to talk, we need to talk. And then I heard you speak and I heard your genius and I heard the success stories of what you have done for, we're going to say mompreneurs right now, because I know you've helped a lot of mompreneurs. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your your personal life, you know, your mom, your business. Talk to us a little bit about that before we dig into how you really do help create six, seven, and eight figure businesses. Yeah. Uh, mom of a two-year-old. Her name is Madeline. It's the the best and most terrifying experience of my life. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been in business 17 years, so I've been doing this for a really long time. Uh, my family came from Cuba, so growing up, you know, they, they didn't speak English, so they only could be entrepreneurs really because they needed to make money. They were hustling. And so I grew up seeing the hustle and the bustle and uh, kind of catching the bug at a really young age and started a bunch of businesses. And I just have so much fun building, building things and solving problems because that's what entrepreneurship is. It's solving problems. Um, and so I've just spent my entire career solving problems, building businesses and, and, figuring out who needs to be there along the way. Um, and, you know, prior to being a mom, it was difficult. 
And now being a mom, it's even more difficult to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but there are things you can do to, to really help, um, you know, be a mom, be present, but also build a robust business. And it is possible because we're doing it. So, so happy to be here and, and dive more into this. Yes, Alexa, I'm going to put up your website because passion to CEO is so amazing. And that's what it is. You have a passion. And I love that you say CEO because I, I keep trying to, tr to tell my community the same thing about stopping a solopreneur and turn your idea your business into a business a company where you're the ceo and ceos don't do it all themselves so to start right out if you could give us your best tip that you we're talking to a woman who's a mom we think at all different ages whether they're a single mom or married mom doesn't matter if they're a mom and they say gosh could i build this to six figures i'm working alone i love what i do but what do they need to know first what are some of your best tips to tell us to even give us hope that this could be possible to earn their first six or seven figures yeah i mean it's actually what you just said it's not do it alone so i actually have a story that goes along with that i had a student in particular that i'm thinking about right now um, and so she's been a client now uh, about 18 months. Um, we're going on almost almost two years. And when she first joined our program, she was a solopreneur. She refused, refused to hire people. And I kept saying, I'm like, you need to build a team. You can't do it all yourself, right? And she refused, she refused, she refused. And finally, six months later, I finally convinced her to hire her first virtual assistant. And um, now she has a team well over 12 and she was making maybe 50,000 a year. And now she's all well over 250,000. And that's within less than two years. And it's mostly because she's started to build a team because as a CEO, your number one job is to sell. But if you're getting bogged down with fulfillment and operations and everything else that it takes to run a business, you're not doing your number one job, which is to sell. You don't have time to. And mm -hmm. I see this over and over again with, with my clients that they just don't have the time to do the things that they need to actually grow a business. Well, Alexa, on this podcast and show that I do right here is we take this now back a little bit because we're going to dig in a little bit deeper because people have probably heard that, yeah, you can't do it alone. You need to hire help. So I'm going to ask you this. When you're saying she refused to hire help, why was she refusing? Because we've all done it. I mean, we've all done it. But what was her reasoning? Because I like her that she's a success story now. So what was the obstacle? And then who was the first hire? And how did that help her start doing what she needed to do, which is the sales part, which most people tend to not want to do, but it is mandatory to do that in any business. Because if you don't sell anything, the money's not coming in. Well, so there's two parts to that. So let's first tackle why she didn't want to hire. And then I want to tackle why people don't want to do sales because it's actually related. So why would I find people don't want to hire is because they feel it's a lot of responsibility and it's going to be more work. It's actually less work if you do it right. Um, but also sometimes people don't have the confidence. Sometimes people are like, I just want to work by myself. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to have a massive team. You can hire virtual assistants in other countries to just take off things like posting social media, checking your emails, scheduling your appointments. Like those little things take up a ton of time. Even like submitting my receipts for 
for example. I have so many people that I, so many receipts, I mean. And so my, that's what my assistant does, right? So she helps organize my receipts. All that stuff takes so much time and it allows you to free up. So I would say it's a confidence thing, but it's also um, people don't understand how important it is to really help free them up to do the other thing that most people, like you said, don't want to do which is to sell. Right. And you know, you said something good too. Um, my, and I didn't even realize this, but my first and best hire of all time was many years ago when I finally took off my plate, those receipts. And I hired not just my accountant who did my tax submission, because I could never do that. Right. But I hired her and her team to do my bookkeeping. That saved me months, you know, just hours, months and months and months. That was such a great hire. And then of course, I love you said virtual assistant. My VA is in the UK and I live in Atlanta, Georgia area. So yes, they can really, really help. Okay. Continue. <laughs> yeah. And so the second part of that, which is sales, which is another really important piece is people look, if you hate sales right now and you don't like it, most of the time it's because you don't have the confidence in your offer or you don't have clarity in your offer. What I find is, and this isn't anything in life, when the more confident you get in something, the better you get at it. And if you're not confident or you don't like it, it's most likely because you're not good at it or you don't have the confidence in it. So a perfect example, and you know the story, like I hate presenting. I hate presenting. God, you're so good at it. I, well, I don't know about that, but you know, I, I'm getting better at it. We'll put it that way. Right. You're right. You're really um, good. And I was never really a great presenter, but I knew I had to. So I kept doing it and doing it and in stepping out of my comfort zone, because I knew it was important as being a CEO and being an entrepreneur, I knew I had to get my name out there. I knew I had to build my brand. I had to build my authority and I had to start getting on bigger stages and I had to gain the confidence to do that. And so I practice, I would prepare, like I over, prepare going on stages um, because it makes me more confident. The more prepared I am, the more I know my, my material, the more confident that I am. And so my message to you is if right now you're out there and you don't like sales, I'm telling you most likely it's because you don't have clarity in your offer or you don't have confidence in your offer. I'm not, I, I'm not a big salesperson, but I'm very good at it because I know my offer. I feel good about my, my offer. I have clarity in my offer. So the more you practice, the better you get and the more confident you will get and the more you will like it. Trust me, when you have wins, you will like it. When you, when you see money rolling through the door, right? So it's like, I, I said when I presented, right? I was like, I hate presenting, but it was such a successful presentation. I'm like, all right, what am I speaking next? You know, <laughs> exactly. Yes, I could tell you love your offer. And Alexa, you're spot on because I love what you do. Passion to CEO. You guys, passion to CEO.com. Go to it, run to it. They're, her and her, Alexa and her team are amazing because the clarity is so important. And that is the problem a lot of times because women, I'll tell you what, we can sell anything. We sell ourselves. We sell our girl, girlfriends on what movies to see, what movies not to see, what doctors to go to, what doctors not to go to, where we got our nails done because we're excited about the results that we got. So it goes back to looking at your offer. And if you're not excited about it, you know that it really solves a pain and people have it. And you're going at it like that instead of let me go sell to people. You have a whole different arena, a whole different mindset when you get out of it in the morning. So step one, I think people absolutely need to tap into you about finding out if their offer is a good one, if it fits who they are, their expertise. So talk to us a little bit about that and how people can navigate through that to make sure they have, first and foremost, the best offer for them to give out to the public today. So a couple things. One, 
none of us really know what the audience wants. Sometimes we see what other people are doing and we try to duplicate that and think, okay, this will work because so-and-so is doing it. But the reality is all of us have different brands. All of us have different stories. We all have different expertises. So you selling something is going to be different than me selling something because we're different people. We have different audiences. There's so many different factors. So what I always say, start with the base. Don't recreate the wheel. There's somebody out there doing what you want to do. So look at what they're doing and take pieces of it and create your own offer. That's the first step. The second step is understanding you're going to fail. Like know that I have put so many offers out there that have failed, but I always say fail often, but fail fast. And as long as you're not, it doesn't matter if your number of failures is greater than your number of wins, but what matters is that the money you make from your wins is more than your, your failures. So I have had more failures than wins, but I've made more money off my wins. So the next piece is what we call, it's our, our trademark philosophy called marketing by modification. It's you always got to modify. You post something, um, don't be perfect. Don't wait for it to be the perfect thing. Just post it and test things out. That's the only way that you're going to be able to experiment and see what people actually want, what your audience wants, ask questions, get involved, have conversations, build relationships, because the more that you understand what your audience wants, the better your offer. But remember the whole build it and they will come is not a good philosophy because it's not accurate. The best philosophy that I could tell you to do is just put something out there, test it, sell it before you even build it because Nine out of 10 times, what you build is not what they actually want. And that's what we did with all, we do that with all of our offers. I always sell stuff before I ever have anything, make sure it's what they want. I ask a lot of questions. You see how many surveys and questionnaires. Oh and we're always asking questions and we're, we've improved. If you look at our coaching program today from two years ago, it's a completely different program because we've changed it and modified it based off our clients. That's such good um, tips there, Alexa, because you said um, monetize, what did you say, monetize to modify? What was it? Marketing by modification. Marketing by modification. So good. So it's not do it and they'll come and throw it out there. It's really modifying as you go, which gives people hope to, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, because that's how you do it. And you've done, you know, multiple, multiple millions and billions in sales for yourself and for other people. So it's like, here's that permission to go out, fail forward to success, market it, modify it. And then you see what your audience wants. Do you have any examples of that? Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of like, if you are out there right now and you're trying to think of your first offer, high ticket is a hundred percent the way you need to go. So the end result really? is high ticket, high ticket wow. 2,500 up, like it low ticket takes too much time. People complain. Like if you want to make a million, think about this. If you want to make a million dollars and you're selling, you know, a $7 ebook, it takes 33,000 of them to make a million dollars. You sell a $10,000 package, you need a hundred. Yeah. Is it easier to find 100 people or 33,000? It's easier to find 100 people. So what you have to do is like work your way up in your confidence in that, but also understand that the value out of the gate is not going to be 10 grand. Your experience out of the gate isn't going to be 10 grand. So I always say start first with the free lead magnet, start to build your audience. Then next step of that, modifying that and then building what like a lower ticket offer, right? Maybe that's a community, a masterclass, whatever. Start to start to gain some confidence. Then you turn that into a medium ticket offer, right? Where you're selling maybe a thousand dollar or $1,500 offer where you add a little bit more value to that, right? You add a little bit more, you gain more confidence. So like when we did our coaching program, 
the very first 12 the first 12 clients we started coaching, we offered it for one fourth of what everyone's paying now, but there wasn't as much value. There wasn't as many coaches. We didn't have as much experience. So we built social proof. We built, we built uh, testimonials. We built confidence. And then we figured out what people actually wanted, modified the course, and then slowly increased the price to the point where now it's very high ticket. Um, and now we have a really big audience who wants to get in. We turn more people away than than um, than we have spots, right? So exactly. it's modifying it and building it. Don't think that you have to have the end result. Start somewhere, just start selling something and learn and grow and modify and repeat. You've said so much in all of this, Alexa, you've said, you know, start somewhere, grow, you know, as you go, modify it. There is so much to unpack there. And again, I want women, especially know they're not alone. That we're not expecting, nobody expects uh, entrepreneur, CEO to do this alone. So I love that you said that uh, um, we need to um, test the waters. You're saying slow. What is slow? Like uh, you're saying this could, should take a year, two years. I know that's a big blanket, but how long did it take you to start the ball rolling? And you've built a wonderful team, such a team of excellence. I cannot brag about you all enough. They all have your same, your goals and your mindset. They're different in their own ways, but you all come together with the same purpose. They all listen so well. And I, again, cannot say enough about how much you support the person and the, your clients, which is so good. So what can people expect if they start out somewhere? You know, is it a year, is it two years? Is it, we've heard five years to profit. What say you? Well, five years to profit, I, I mean, here's the reality. 2% of entrepreneurs succeed because they're they're waiting five years for profit, um, yeah. <laughs> right? So, I, I mean, I'm looking like... I look at it like this. You're heading to a destination. You've never been there. You have a tank of gas. You have no GPS, meaning no coach. Maybe you have a phone, a friend, but you're driving aimlessly trying to get to a destination on a single tank of gas. You're making wrong turns, getting stuck in traffic. You have nobody telling you where to go. You're going to run out of gas, right? So in my opinion, the speed of implementation is one of the most important things. That's like the, the center philosophy of marketing by modification is speed of implementation, get out, get it out. So in my opinion, I think you've got to have speed to profit. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to you know, make millions, but you, you need to at least start selling and getting on sales calls. And so that's one of the biggest mistakes people make. And we even see it sometimes in our clients because they're like, oh, I want to go through the entire course before um, I, I start selling. No, like as soon as you do your vision statement, go out and start selling. As soon as you, you know, create your first offer, go out and start selling. Like you need to be selling at every single point of the entire course. And sometimes people just wait until they have perfection and you can't, you've got to get out there. So in my opinion, I mean, we were profitable within like, when I tell you, um, my dad gave me the idea on December 24th, I had already made 15,000 by the 27th of December. Oh and my gosh. so- yeah. And, and by um, that February, we, we put it this way, uh, four and a half months, we hit a two comma award, which means a million dollars in the single funnel. So okay. in four and a half months, and this was a brand new offer. I'd never done it before. Um, now, granted, I've owned other companies. I mean, wow. I had a marketing agency, so I had a little bit of a leg up. Not saying everybody in four and a half months can win a two comma award, but there's no reason with a service-based offer why you can't at least make six figures within the first year. You I just have to be relentless. You have to find an offer that hits. You have to put content out consistently and you have to be aggressive. Most of the time when people don't make money, I ask them this question. When's the last time you sold anything and asked for money? Mm -hmm. right. Most of the time it's like this. Uh, I haven't in months. Okay, well, that's why you're not making money. 
I love, well, okay, Alexa, we're going to rewind again because you said on December 24th, which we all know is Christmas Eve, you had an idea, you taught your dad, and a couple of days you're already making profit. So let's scale this down to, to people that say, okay, well, maybe I, I, I don't have the faith or the, the expertise to think I could even make a million my first year or six figures. You know, to, to a, many people nowadays, an extra $500 a month could mean the difference if they keep their home or they're living a little bit more comfortably. Never mind another extra $1,000 a month. So, Going from the 24th to the 27th, making profit, then within a couple of months, winning award and being even more profitable. What was that idea? And what did you do first to say, okay, I have an idea. I'm going to implement it because any cash flow right now for the entrepreneur, and I like to say the mompreneur, is so valuable. So even if they if they made $100 profit, at least they know they're in the right direction. So tell me how those two or three days worked. Idea the 24th, start selling on the 27th. Connect those dots. I didn't even have a landing page. I had nothing. I didn't even have a course. Um, so basically, I leaned into my skills, right? So I built businesses. At that point, I've had five exits. Like I know how to build and scale an exit company. So I was like, okay, I'm going to lean into this. I okay. know how to do this. I want to help people. I am a PhD. I know how to teach. Like I could teach people how to do this. So I'm going to take newbies and entrepreneurs that haven't scaled a six-figure business and teach them the fundamentals of what need to be. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I know I'm going to do that. So what did I do? I got on Instagram. I started actually on Instagram and I started building relationships. So for three straight days, I was writing people that were commenting on my stuff, writing on my stuff. Again, I kind of had a little bit of a leg up because I already had a little bit of a following. I mean, at the time I was maybe at 5,000 followers, not even that much. Okay. Now I'm at like 25 because of Clubhouse. But, um, you know, I, I had some followers, I had people commenting on my stuff and liking my stuff. So I had an audience already. So okay. I started writing all the people that were already engaging with me and um, people that I had already built relationships with. And I, I was like, hey, you know, I see you do social media management. How's that going? And I started building relationships and just saying, hey, let's just jump on the phone and let's talk. And what I would do is pull out their pain points. All right, well, what are you struggling with? Oh, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. Well, I'm actually launching a brand new coaching program. It's a pilot program. So it's it's twenty it's 75% off right now, super affordable. Normally, I charge $15 an hour and it's $15 for the entire program. Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> um, bad timing. Um, and perfect. I said, so, and it's $1,500 for the entire four month program. So super like cheap. Um, and here's my experience and, and here's what we'll go over. Um, and I just had like base pillars. We're going to go over marketing, lead generation, marketing. At the time, I didn't even have mindset. It was mostly marketing, lead gen, and sales. Like those were like the, at the time, now it's evolved to you right. know, seven pillars. And, you know, but at the time, it was those three things. Hey, here's what you're going to learn. I just had basic, like a one page bullet of like, hey, here's what you're going to learn. Um, and I sold 12 people into it within the first two weeks. Um, and then I increased my price very quickly from 1500 to 4500 And then I sold maybe another 20 there because I really was fine-tuning it, building out the course, like building it all so out. The course hadn't even started um, yet. No, no. Mm -hmm. And then what I did was is I just said, okay, each week I'm going to release new videos and we're going to – I basically held master classes live and then took those master classes and turned them into like course videos. And that was my first iteration of it. Um, and then, um, 4,500 turned into 6,800, 6,800 turned into 12,000. And now we have offers all the way up to 50. 
Um, and so it just evolved, evolved over time. Um, because we always think it has to be perfect, but like, even yeah. like our course videos are good, but I didn't take the time. Like what matters is the value, not what it looks like, you know? Exactly. So, um, so that, that's kind of the reality that of, you know, just get out and start selling. I love it because everybody here, if they're listening to this podcast, they in this show that's on right now, they they love business. They're in business. They have an idea and they're looking to what do I do? And the world keeps changing. And I love it. Just bring it down. Take your expertise, get your low hanging fruit. And when I talk to your team, because I'm a proud client of yours, I'm so excited about the future because you the first thing they told me was, OK, what's your low hanging fruit? And they did exactly what you just said, Alexa, is because your team is amazing, just like you. And they said, what can you be selling now while we build this other stuff in the background? You know, the future. What can you sell now? Bringing in that cash flow now. And they walk me through exactly what you just said. It doesn't have to be perfect. What Because we all have something that we're just not selling, but we could be if we tapped into the conversations, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or Clubhouse, we all have some sort of community, whether it's a hundred people or a hundred thousand people. There's people that are most likely following anybody that's listening to this because you're on social media listening to this or watching the show. So that's great, great advice. I love that. So what was your your uh, offer? Uh, what was your uh, total that first six months that you say? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first six months, we had over 50 people in our program. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's grown ever since. Oh, my gosh. All right. So now, back. this is so great that you're giving people hope to just jump in and do. They need support now. They can reach out to you, which I love because, again, we don't do this alone. So now give us some tips as we kind of wind up. Some few really good tips. Now that you're a mom, you're a mompreneur, sweet little two-year-old, you obviously want to spend time with your little precious little girl. I see pictures of you doing that. And it's really probably the most important thing in your life. So tell us how you balance now. What's really made the difference to continue your great success, but give us even some newbies that are, whether they're new in business or new moms, some, some hope that we can balance it. It's not that we have that perfect balance, but we can do both. Well, I'll start with it's hard. <laughs> I will start with it's not easy, everyone. So don't get overwhelmed um, by the fact that you're a, a mompreneur. You're doing both. They're both job, full-time jobs. So just know that it's not easy. So for me, it's it's about setting hard boundaries. And everybody knows 5 to 7.30 is Madeline time. Nobody bothers me. My team knows it. My clients know it. I'm I'm not a big fan in setting I like boundaries with clients, but I've, I've built my businesses off client services and being available all the time. So I'm not super, super hard on weekends and nights, not answering to clients. I think it's, I personally think it's important, especially when you're building a business. Um, I think people that say they have boundaries and it's kind of a, a no, no, I don't, I don't, it's just a different philosophy. Right. Um, but what I do think is really important is when it comes to my daughter, like, that is her time. And that is where I have no boundaries. So five to seven uh, 30, it's Madeline time, no boundaries. To me, it's not necessarily about the, the, um, the quantities about the quality. So I make sure that I'm present. I put my phone away. I really take the time with her. Um, and obviously in the mornings, she wakes up around six. I start working at eight. So six, eight, it's Madeline time. So I just have designated times. And throughout the day, I'll pop up. I work from home. So I pop up and see her, um, kiss her on her forehead, say, hello, how are you? You know? So it's just really making sure that I have the boundaries set. I would say the other thing is don't bring work home. Um, a lot of times, 
we fall apart over things in our day to day and things that aren't working and get stressed out. But there's no reason to be stressed because we're moving the needle. It does. It might not be as fast as you want it to go, but don't feel like you have to go zero to a hundred. And so sometimes like things are going to break. People are going to quit. You're going to get stressed. You're going to be overloaded. You just figure it out. You have your list of things you got to do and you just knock them out one by one. If you don't get all the things done because, you know, so-and-so quit, that's okay. Take the time to prioritize the finding the next person. That's it. So sometimes we let work consume us mentally. And at the end of the day, if you can check off, did I do my best? Did I help people? And do I love what I do? As long as you could check those boxes off, then who cares? Like, don't get so stressed out at the end of the day. Just make sure to keep moving the needle. And if you keep moving the needle every single day, you will get to where you want to be. Um, and and I think that's important because you don't want to bring that home uh, to your your son or daughter, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, that's I love that you said that too, because it is about that priority. And I love that you have those time slots because I've been a mompreneur for 36 years. You have a 36 year old, I have a set now, she just turned 17 year old, that big gap. So I've been a mompreneur like forever. And I've always done that. Some people think, oh, you mean you have to make an appointment with your mom? It's not like that. It's like if I don't designate that this is mom time and this is when the phone goes down, and this is time when I'm multitasking. So my daughters have always known, you know, I can do this, but I will have my phone on, I will be answering. But they know that money buys them choices. Money buys them college. Money buys them the car. So they know mom has to work. And they see my my 36-year-old has seen me work all these years, but still be there, like you said, to run upstairs and have hugs, to say, oh, I want to, you want to do lunch today? Great. I can shut today down. Today's a day that I could do that. Not every day, but there's times when I can say, I can shut it down for an hour. Let's do lunch because we're here. So there's such great balances you can have. And then they, I include, always included them in my goals. Like back when I used to do Mary Kay, I was winning pink Cadillacs. They knew that if mom worked really hard, I got one month left. We're in that crunch time. Don't bother her for these next 30 days and don't ask for anything big. Then there'll be a pink Cadillac and a six figures at the end of the 30 days. And there was. So they celebrate the wins and then they have wins too. It's afforded them things they wanted, whether it's horseback riding or, you know, my other daughter being on like singing competitions and all that stuff. So money buys you choices and let your kids be involved. (laughs) You know, and your dogs too. <laughs> and when your dog just decides to start barking, you know, <laughs> but that's life. Hey, I love that though. I love that. The, like, it's not imperfect. Like some people would be like, hold, we got to reshoot. No, th- this is great. And I'm not I love this. it. My dog's <laughs> I love it. Let the dog bark. Who cares? I love it. I love it. I work with a lot of mompreneurs that have, you know, the kids will be coming in. I remember during the pandemic, I would watch Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Fallon's kids would be hanging on his shoulders. And it was great. And I thought those pandemic shows, those those um, talk shows when they were home in their home office and kids there. I love that even more than the professional desk with the chair, the guest comes on and it's all that way. I loved that because it showed dadpreneurs and mompreneurs at home and anything could happen. And that's just kind of like this behind the scenes stuff. So with that, I'm gonna ask you a question that I love asking all my clients because it's the most important question that I think matters to all of us. And in my life is really big on how you wanna be remembered. So Alexa, what do you want your legacy to be? So I would say for me, my legacy is that I genuinely really cared about people Um, and that I have people that I actually really help change their lives. So I, my, my mission in life right now, and 
your your vision and for your own life evolves over time, right? So obviously be a good mom and a good wife. That's for, first and foremost. I never want work and money to ever get in the way of me being a good wife and a good mom. And to me, that means being um, careful what I spend. It's not what you make, it's what you keep, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. Being intentional with how I spend money, being intentional with how I make money, being intentional with who I'm business partners with and looking at the people around me and making sure that when I check off next to each of them, that I'm checking off that they make me feel good and they make me feel positive. They, they're not bringing negative energy because that negative energy will creep into their life. So that's the first and foremost. I want to be remembered as a good wife and a good mom, which means I've got to make sure I have all my ducks in a row at work. Um, but you know, my vision for, for my work life is I want to inspire and, and impact a hundred square people. I'll explain the square because I don't, I don't need to impact thousands because if I can impact every year, a hundred people, those people impact a hundred people. It's Uh exponential. So my focus is not on the the quantity, but on the quality of the hundred people that I'm going to impact and that those people go on to impact a hundred or more people. And then my impact becomes exponential. And so that's my focus is that I don't need, you know, a hundred thousand people to remember me or even know who I am. I need my small circle of people to feel I impacted them and changed their life. That's the most important thing. Um, So for me, it's like stories like, I have a client who, when she came to me, she, it, this sounds silly, but like, she was like, I said, what, what, what's your vision for this program? She goes, well, you know, I, it was New Year's Eve. And she goes, well, unfortunately my daughter, I said, what do you want for, you know, Christmas and New Year's Eve? And she said, I, I want a lobster. And I looked at her and like, I, I felt terrible that I can't afford a lobster. Lobsters are expensive. And, you know, so my goal is to build a business where I can get her a lobster whenever she wants. Oh. And Six months later, she she wrote me and said um, and sent me a photo and said, hey, want to let you know, I, I got a lobster for my family and I thank you so much. And she posted last week another photo and it was like, hey, thanks for allowing me to buy a lobster whenever I want now. So went from no lobster to being able to buy one lobster to now whenever the heck she wants a lobster, mm-hmm. she could buy a lobster. And to me. I, it's like, yes, I'm building her business, but I, I'm impacting her kid's life too, mm-hmm. right? And so that to me is the most important thing. Alexa, it's like when they say you help women be successful, they impact the entire community. They really do. And you're doing just that. And I'm so proud and honored to be a new part of your community. And I'm going to be, and I am part of the 100 this year that you will change so I can go on and change the lives of those in my in my community and then so on and so on. It reminds me of the old Fabergé commercial. You're probably too young to remember those, but the Fabergé commercial was, I tell two people and they tell two people and they tell two people. All these little boxes of women with this beautiful hair was all there because it is about that. We all impact more people. And that's so important. I love that legacy. You already are living your legacy in spades. You've already helped over 300 clients do over 5 billion. And now you really have your focus on women like myself that you wanna help and be successful. And I see that every day as I work with you now and your team that truly care and you have patience and kindness and smarts galore and you give it to us as we need it. You don't, it's not overwhelming. It's like, here's your next step. Here's your next step. You can do this. And I think everyone needs to have coaches and people to support them in their business. We've got our families, maybe they're positive or negative, but you have all the positive 
positive friends you want, but just like athletes have to have that coach that'll love them, but push them. And I think it's important in business too. And we forget that we think we can just go it alone. And I don't think anybody can. Oprah doesn't do it alone. Tyler Perry, all the big dogs, nobody that's the, 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 oh, Elon Musk and all them, nobody's working at home alone. You know, they've got teams. So why not the mompreneur? Even if it's one person that helps you today, maybe it's two more tomorrow. Alexa, last words as we close up. Give us any words of wisdom for helping the mompreneur get celebritized and get known and get successful. If I could do it, you could do it. There's nothing special. There's nothing special about me. The only thing I do is I work hard. I surround myself with the right people and I'm not afraid to fail. And I'm, I'm relentless. So anybody can do it. You just have to just go get it and not be afraid to, to try. Um, And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I, people ask why I'm successful. It's, it's because I genuinely love what I do. I I care about what I do. Um, And people come first. I'm not, I'm a people first person. And I think that to me is the most important thing you could be in life. So I remember that. And you said, you said a mouthful there that was powerful. And also work is a four letter word. But if you love what you do, you don't feel like you're being burdened. But like you said earlier, it is hard too, but you're going to be working hard. You might as well love what you do, love the people you work with and work hard, but you want to get results. And unfortunately, we know many, many entrepreneurs that are working hard at 24 seven, but they're not getting the paycheck at the end of the week or the end of the month. They're working hard, 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 keep reinventing, keep trying and nothing is sticking. So so with people that are already where you want to be can help you. And I love your analogy of getting in that car, one tank of, ga- tank of gas and not even having a, you know, a map quest, you know, there to tell you where you're going. You're just saying, well, I'll get there. Yeah. Well, it really helps if somebody's already there and says, here, come this way. Don't take that left turn. Go right. Take a left. Here, let me fill up your gas tank. I got you. Love that teamwork. Alexa, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here on Get Celebritized. You are amazing. Tell us about your program real quick as we go, because I know it's passion to CEO.com. What else you want them yeah. to know about? Yeah, so it's um I, I don't like calling it a coaching program because we're not really coaches, we're more business strategists. We're here helping you start side by side. Uh, we've put together a roadmap that we've helped build 300 other companies, um, well over six figures, the largest 350 million. So it's a, it's a roadmap to help you build your business um, and create a profitable business that's sustainable. That's the most important thing. So passionateceo.com, um, where it's a, we offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching, community, and it's just a really good group of people and excellent coaches um, that we we have built um, in this program. So um, uh, we also do one other thing too. If you want to um, check out our podcast, we have a podcast too. It's called uh, Think Tank Millionaire Podcast. Um, all the business partners that are and coaches that are part of Passion CEO run that. So feel free to look us up and uh, listen to our podcast. Oh, absolutely. Now spell think because it's spelled differently. Uh, you can catch it either way because I have it. So think tank, but it's with a Y, but you can catch it either way. Oh, okay, great. Yes, check out our podcast. Get lots and lots of free golden nuggets. But if you want more, and then just tell Aria sent you and you heard her on our podcast and on our show. Alexa, you've been amazing. I love to be great people to my community. And you are one of the greats, one of the best. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. And we're going to have you back one year from this month to show my success and use me as a guinea pig, say, hey, here I was and here I am now because girl power together, we can achieve so much more. Thank you. And thank you all for watching and listening to Get Celebritized. Until next time, this is Rhea and Alexa from Passion to CEO today, passiontoceo.com. Have a great one. Thank you, Alexa. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. 
We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagari.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya Magari Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya Magari.